So if our job as studio owners is to allow in as many families as possible, and our job is to you know, be that path of least resistance to the most number of families who are already looking for activities, who are already looking for dance lessons for their tiny tots in your community right now, and our job is to just make it easy for them, then you know we want to make it easy for them to join when they're ready to join. And you know, I definitely understand the challenges from your perspective as the studio owner. You know, when it comes to recitals, that creates a challenge for enrollment because you know obviously you've got this recital you have to order recital costumes at some point you know at some point of the year all the all the kids know their dance routines and you're you're just in moving in recital mode and so it gets very difficult to be able to add new students into those classes i understand that um and i also understand the benefit of wanting to start new classes at the same time. I mean, in a perfect world, you could just, you know, start September 1st with every class at full capacity and, you know, be just have everyone on the same page from day one. Um, so I understand the desire from your perspective as a teacher, as a studio owner, the, I understand the challenges that recitals present and I understand, you know, the desire to just have, you know, maximum enrollment on day one. And, and again, this is your studio. You can do whatever you want. A lot of studios do operate that way. If you don't enroll in September, October, we close enrollment. Psh, sorry, see you next year. That's your business. You can totally, you can totally do that. But if you're watching these videos because you want to grow your program, because you want more students, um, and if we're operating now in this new, you know, paradigm shift of understanding that families every month of the year are actively looking for activities for their child. Some of them are actively specifically looking for dance for their child and that your job is to, you know, be the path of least resistance and allow in as many families as possible. Then part of being that path of, of least resistance is to make it easy for them to join when they are ready. Um, so luckily, there are some really simple ways that you can compromise and get what you want from the studio owner's perspective and from a teaching perspective, um, but also you know continue to be that path of least resistance and be available for new families to get started with your studio when when they are ready, because you don't have any control over when people's, you know, when their kids turn three or three and a half or four, you don't have any control over when, you know, the inspiration might strike to say, oh, little Alexa, you know, it's time to get her in dance. Like she would love dance classes or it's time to get her enrolled in, in a, in an activity. What should we do? Oh, she would, you know, is she going to like martial arts? No. Is she going to like music? No. Is she going to like gymnastics? No. Is she going to like, you know, dance? Yeah. Like she would love that. Um, you don't get to decide and you have no control over when people are having, having these mental conversations with themselves. Your job is, if, you're, if your intention is to grow your studio at, at, to maximum size and to allow in as many of these families into your studio as possible, when they're having these aha moments or when they're getting these ideas to get started with dance, um, 
then you know your job is then to make it as easy as possible to get started when they are ready so again there are some really simple strategies that can you know keep your studio open for enrollment year-round if, if that's what you want to do to allow in as many families as possible when they think of it but also in a way that they that works around you know recitals and you know and from a teaching perspective you know getting kids on the same page so so one simple workaround is if you close enrollment in say October or November or December or January February whenever you close enrollment traditionally for recital classes it can be a really simple workaround just to add you know one or two additional classes at that time for new students to come in um, and so that's a really simple way maybe if you close enrollment in the spring you could open up a spring session you know add a Saturday class add one or two weekday classes um, that will stay open until recital and so and, and they can still participate in the recital if you want to you know just decide that you're going to get costumes that are in stock for those classes so that you don't have to you know get your order in for custom costumes in like December or January you could still be enrolling in these you know couple extra classes February March April May even and then just order some you know costumes from like a revolution or discount down some somewhere where they're going to have you know simple little tiny top costumes in stock and tiny top costumes are the easiest in the world because you know they're all basically the same you know it's it's a little sparkly tutu outfit like really any costume could basically go with any song like it's it's a really easy age group to be flexible with with recital costumes you could also um you know, if your recitals are just highly, you know, big production events um, and you you need to close enrollment because, you know, you like to order your costumes in December or January and, you know, those classes are set and the recital is set, that's fine. You could still have a session of classes that runs in the spring through the recital that doesn't participate in the recital. New families coming in, you know, are going to be okay with that. So they're just interested in getting started in, in dance classes right now you know they're gonna be okay with you know not being a part of that uh, recital um, you could even invite them to the recital and of course if you are starting a little mini session that's running say you know February or March through May or June you know they're still getting started in your studio there's you're still building a relationship with these families um, and then when we get into retention strategies one of the things you can be doing is in the spring is re-enrolling families for your fall classes so at that time that's when you can be you know sort of upgrading these you know introductory session students in the spring into your regular program so that they can get started in recital classes you know the following September or October um, so that's a really simple workaround if you want to you know you you do close enrollment at a certain time and you want to keep doing that fine do that with 95% of your classes just open up a couple extra ones so that you know even it's just for your tiny talk classes so that you can be allowing in as many of these families as possible when they are ready to get started another simple solution is to simply keep certain classes open year-round so you know that may be all of your tiny talk classes maybe you just keep enrollment open year-round um, maybe your tiny talk classes don't do recitals you know as in on-stage recitals um, maybe your tiny talk classes only perform in class at the end of the year um, so there are a lot of different ways you can you can make this happen um, 
maybe all of your tiny talk classes you go for in stock costumes so that you can be enrolling year round um, and then you know come May whoever you have in these classes that needs a recital costume you just go get some in stock costumes for them and, you know that's really easy to do even on a fairly large scale, even if you had, you know, a couple hundred students, you could get in-stock costumes very quickly for these classes, you know, and have them shipped to your studio within a week. So, you know, don't let costumes hold you up. And then in terms of, you know, recital choreography, so we'll, we'll get more into recitals and, and all of that when we get to the classroom topic. But in general, you know, Tiny Tots are basically following along on stage. You could have a Tiny Tot start in May and participate pretty much just as successfully in a June recital as a Tiny Tot who started last September. Just, they are not advancing, you know, from a technical standpoint very quickly. They're, they're there and they're learning how to take class and yes, they're becoming you know, they're becoming comfortable with the recital routine and with a teacher and the process, but basically the recital process is they're, they're going up on stage and they're, they're following along with other kids, they're following along with the teacher on the front corner of the stage. So it's really, you know, open your mind if, you're, if your intention is to allow in as many students as possible, you know, see if you can broaden your horizons of, you know, what a Tiny Tot recital looks like, how, how much can you stretch that enrollment period for your classes. Um, if you don't want to just add certain classes, can you keep enrollment open on all your tiny talk classes all year round? You know, how can you make that work? Does it mean, you know, ordering in-stock costumes for those classes? Um, does it mean closing enrollment, you know, in April or May for a June recital versus, you know, October or January? So it's all about removing these barriers to entry as much as possible with the intention of allowing in families you know, when they are ready to get started as much as possible. Another simple workaround to make it easy for families to get started when they are ready um, is to enroll sessions for your Tiny Talk classes versus, you know, ongoing month-to-month -month classes. So we're going to get into more details with this in the classroom topics um, and deciding on sessions versus monthly, but you're going to see that session-based classes can, can possibly be a good solution for you because, you know, you can be running, say, four sessions a year, and so if you like the idea of everybody starting, you know, on the same date and being on the same page, sessions can provide that structure for you that gives a good balance of, you know, if we've got four sessions during the year, then we have four start dates throughout the year. So we're not having to have the whole world come sign up, you know, September 1st. We can be starting, you know, September 1st, November 1st, February 1st and March 1st, whatever, um, whatever your session dates are. But that allows you these these start dates throughout the year where, you know, even if, if someone is um, contacting you and getting ready, you know, they're ready to get started in, say, February and your next session starts in March, it's not so far away. You could tell, you could sign that family up in March or in February for a March session. But it allows you as a studio owner to, you know, have a little more control. It's not just a constant trickle in of students. Sessions can be a nice way of allowing year-round enrollment in a sense by providing more, you know, start dates throughout the year with your sessions. But it also gives a good balance for you to, you know, have 
a set number of students coming in September 1st, having a set number of students come into that first day, you know, November 1st, having that set number of students start March 1st. So whatever those session dates are. So, you know, we'll discuss sessions versus monthly again in, in the classroom topics. But, you know, again, we're just becoming that path of least resistance for these families who are actively looking for dance lessons in your community right now now. So we're trying to remove as many obstacles as possible. And one of the ways we can do that, and one of the ways we can make it really easy for them to get started at your studio, is to make it easy for them to join when they are ready. So there are lots of different ways that you can do that, as we just discussed. But if your goal is to open those floodgates and allow in as many of these families as possible, think about how best you want to do that at your studio.